0: Wait
1: <laughs> Welcome back to Vibe New Mexico. I'm Andrea Michelle. Boy, do I have a big treat for all of you guys. Here in New Mexico and throughout the different regions, we have Grupo Euphoria. I am so excited because these, this group is fun. We've already been yeah, having right? some Frito Pies and some... Tequila shots, and Doce, we're already please. making plans for book club, and <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of fun stuff. So I just want to welcome all of them. How's it going, guys? Hey, hey, hey. 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 Thanks for having us. Hey, thank you. I'm so excited. You guys said you were nervous, and I'm like, this is so laid back. No, this is so man. cool. You're not nervous. <laughs> <laughs> no, be nervous. So I just want to introduce uh, okay. you guys really quick. Uh, Joanna Alvarez. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Megan Pacheco. Hello. Joseph Wolf. Hi,
2: mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> Hi, mom. Hi,
1: mom. Vicente. Hi, What's
3: up, Vicente?
1: <laughs> and Javier is not with us, but we're going to send a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Javier. <hubby. laughs> we have. <laughs> We have some voice <laughs> voice effects and everything. I think I'm going to have to call them back. Or they're going to have to be part of our production crew for Vibe New Mexico. I know. I know he's going to do all the sound effects in <laughs> the backpack. Our- oh, no. <laughs> I know. But, you know, I, I just want to say I want to thank you guys for being a part of Vibe New Mexico for being here. You guys are taking thank Facebook you. by storm. These girls right here, I, guys. I'm gonna give you guys props. I promise. I'm not gonna leave you guys yeah, out in the shadows. We <laughs>
2: We've only done one we're like, video. Like
1: Guys in the back, no big deal. we the bonitos. Yeah. We got Joanna and Megan, and they're like taking Facebook by storm with their songs. And I'm just like a huge fan. And I like li- I listen to it like five or six times, and I put it on my speaker, and I just listen to you guys. You guys are amazing.
4: How long have you guys
1: known each other? Like,
4: ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> ooh. 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 <laughs> I <remember it> <laughs> I'm not good at math, but I, I met many. her when I was 12 years old, and I'm 34 right now. Nice. How many fingers do I have? I was
5: 14, and I was, um, how old am I? 37 ish. 37 ish. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah.
1: You guys are amazing. Yeah. I got to say that. Like, I admire you guys, your ability. Girl, you guys pick up different instruments, you sing, your harmonies. You guys like, have a down backed. And I want to say, you guys are just. You know, you're not just starting, but you guys are like headed for some amazing, amazing endeavors and whatever. You know, you guys are amazing. Tell me a little bit about how you guys all started in the music. I want to know. Tell us, what do we not know about Grupo Euphoria? Well, um, Joseph Start. How did you start oh. playing music? Come oh. on, oh.
6: we're good on Facebook, huh? But none of this <laughs> I, I, I'll
0: get I'll to get well, it.
6: Can I'll I, get, can I mine's mine's oh. take a minute oh, so hold her on? Well,
2: I can say me, Joanna, and Megan started off as mariachi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I personally started when I was seven or eight years old in elementary, um, and just went from there. And then he's, he's
5: one of them OGs <clears> that came from San Jose, right? Now.
1: <laughs> yes. Are you? Uh, do, did you come from California? Like, you're from California? No, no, no. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> San Jose. What was it? Gibson San Jose? And,
5: uh, <laughs> Gibson,
6: <laughs> Gibson and uh, <laughs>
2: Gibson and Broadway. I was
1: like, uh, yeah, oh, Broadway, wow. Tell us a little bit about that. No, I'm so, not that
2: good. Um,
1: yes, you are. Stop being so modest. Cut it out. <laughs> no, I played mariachi
2: up until I met these guys, and we kind of uh, evolved into a mariachi norteño. Yeah. when Vicente joined the group.
5: That's kind of what we're calling our, our <clears throat> new sound now because, I mean, we're not 100% traditional mariachi and we're not 100% traditional norteño either, so we're like this mariachi-norteño fusion. And we could do that's it all. We're going
1: back now. Nice. <laughs> See, it's kind of hard because I know, like, with Divino, we just call ourselves backyard music. We don't really know what we are. Mm-hmm. But it's just about having fun. Right. But you guys just bring so much. All of you guys contribute such an amazing sound, and that's you know why i think when we started vibe new mexico i reached out to joanna at the beginning beginning of this project because you guys are amazing you guys you guys play throughout santa fe and albuquerque and throughout new mexico Ta- new where mexico. have you guys been playing like now during covid i get that it's a little okay. bit limited but what have you guys been doing well, we just we've been
5: going anywhere they call us.
6: Yeah, just <laughs> a lot of private events. Yeah, yeah.
5: Española, um, Santa Fe, Albuquerque, Las Vegas. Facebook Live. Facebook Live. But yeah, <laughs> we've been going
1: everywhere that they means call us. That you're all over the world, baby. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yep. Last
2: week we did a a live with uh, Daniel Ligallegos.
1: Yeah, and I saw that, and I gotta say I love Daniel. He's just an amazing friend. Yeah, he's awesome. He has some Daniel yeah, wine up so there. Oh, one. I drink mine. You know, you drink did it already. You drink- <laughs> I'm saving mine drink for mine. an occasion. So like <laughs> we brought us like five or something bottles, and we're down to like just not very many because. Like, yeah, we save it for special occasions. It's, and hey, um, we, I name. mean, if you guys have, you know. You know. Well, I guess this is it. <laughs> but you know what I love about Daniel is that he's incorporated all of different artists. And I got to say that when he brought you guys on, that was just, it just jammed. It was beautiful. You guys did an amazing job. You guys cool. played well together and I i mean like Daniel, he started off as well as during COVID when all of this crap hit, he, yeah. he, that was one of his things to keep going and you know, how have you guys kept going during COVID?
5: Well, in the beginning it was, it was kind of sad, like we weren't doing anything, right. we were just kind of like trying to throw John, each other a John, video John, here, yeah. a video there, maybe like collaborate on acapella on the app or something, but... Yeah. That wasn't nothing. It was kind of, it was kind of sad. It was a little bit of a bummer. Right. And then finally to like what, like September-ish? Is that when
4: like we started like getting it rolling again? Well, for me, um, to me it was kind of a blessing because, I mean, I used to play with another, another mariachi. Me and Javier, we played with mariachi mestizo and we had been playing with them since 2013. And when we lost all our gigs, I mean, I had nothing. My husband was a bartender, so he lost his job. I literally had nothing. We both were out of work. And um, in September, me and Joanna, we reached out together again. And we all jammed with Vicente and Joseph. I jammed with them, and I had a good time. And then I was just like, Joge, I want to (laughs) play. Like, this was so fun. Like, can I please play with you guys? And she was like, come on in. And then that's how I got into Euphoria and we just been making music ever since. And then Javi joined in a couple weeks later. Nice. Yes. And so for me, it was a blessing. Just well, the thing I is, me, me and Megan have
5: known each other since we were little. She was 12. I was 14. And Javi, I used to know Javi because we were in the same mariachi class together at Capital High School. He was, I think I was 15 and he was 16. So I'm, I've known Javi forever as well. But like we, I mean, as we all got older and stuff, we all did our separate things and stuff like that. But then, and then me and Megan were the ones who started the Alfima Mariachi in Santa Fe. So, Buenaventura. Buenaventura. And so so that had its run and stuff like that. And then, you know, everything kind of stopped and everything changed and, you know, everything changes with time and stuff. But like, probably both of us, I think we would have never thought that this past September we would have like evolved into this, like what we are now. It is kind of, in in a way, COVID was really sad, but in a way, COVID, like, changed so many things, and this came out of it. Like, I mean, me, me Vicente, and Joseph were already kind of doing Euphoria, and we had already done, like, a, a small CD with, like, five songs on it, just a demo, but it because it was during COVID, it, it hadn't taken off the way we had hoped, so it was still just kind of just there, and then September came along, Megan joined in, and then a few weeks later, Javi joined in, and, like, it's just been... Like in the last month since September, it's just evolved into this thing. And like, we're just hoping we don't lose the momentum. We're, no, we're hoping are, we get it going. You guys are amazing. Yeah. And I
1: think COVID is, it kind of made people step back and kind of reevaluate and see where they wanted to focus, you know. And I, you know, before, we'll talk about before COVID, when I was able to see Grupo Euphoria, it was just an amazing collaboration. Your vocals are amazing, Juana. You both of you girls Thank you so are much. amazing. But I remember we were at a fiesta, we had been invited to do Our Lady of Guadalupe, I believe in Santa Fe, and you were singing Tennessee Whiskey. And I was oh, like, damn, <laughs> you know, just, oh, you know, like yeah. you guys just really, <laughs> ma, with the yeah, ma, ma. you know, ma. <laughs> but we were sitting there and we we're like, Dah. you know, you guys are amazing and your collaboration, your chemistry is just undeniable. And especially now that you guys are just singing there on Facebook, it's just like, wow. You know, it's something. What I love about your music, and we're going to bring it back to that, is you're bringing tradition back where sometimes we kind of get off track. I I believe even here in New Mexico, sometimes we kind of lose what the authenticity is of the music. And vocally, ¿cómo se llama la canción? Mejor me voy?
4: Mm-hmm. Yes. Cello? No, Cello. Mm-hmm.
1: You guys just totally killed That's it.
4: That's my favorite artist on the whole planet. Cello is on
1: music. <laughs> And you guys, I think that was the first song.
4: Mm-hmm. We, we did, we did the first yeah. one. And the funny thing is, we had never, that had always been one of my favorite songs, but me and Joanna had never done it together until like half an hour before we posted that video. Like, <laughs> like let's jam this one. <laughs> I
1: loved yeah. it. I loved it. And since then, I think it just blew up. And I was like, I even told my daughter, listen to this. You know the authenticity of the song and the way that you guys delivered the song was so beautiful and poetic. And the fact that these musicians come in accordion, guitarrón, you know, you play the the violin, you play the requinto or the guitar. The, the guitar. Mm-hmm guitar, just the way you guys compliment each other, it's undeniable. And I think that really sticks out to people. And it, it, there's groups that go out there and they deliver. And they're big groups. They're Mariachi Tenamba. And I'm not trying to trash on Mariachi Tenamba. They're, they're great. But the intimacy between this small group really kind of brings in this intimacy that draws people in. Where it's nice to hear an orchestra of the the music, but when you can get intimate into this type of sound, it makes people nostalgic and it right. brings them back to something within their childhood, within their memory, with their what would you say, romance passion something in within the in the in the past that just kind of brings them in it, it kind of is an amazing gift that you guys are able to deliver can you tell me a little bit about some of the events that you guys have been able to play that have been um with Grupo Rioforia you know before COVID is there anything that you guys have been able to do I know with Grupo or with uh with Mariachi Buenaventura you guys traveled all over the world
4: we traveled to europe europe we actually toured europe to germany belgium france and austria yeah
5: we stayed there for like about a month and a
1: half almost wow that was that was
5: pretty cool that was really neat <laughs>
1: taking the the tradition taking the culture over there to somebody that has never maybe even heard that music yeah right. how was that
5: well, they were, I mean, they were like shocked everywhere you go. Like you walk up in a mariachi suit or a traje and stuff and you you start playing in the little squares and plazas they have there and everybody's just attracted to it because it's it's just something different. Right. They don't see it every day and they would never ever like in 100 years expect to just have it show up in the middle of Austria like in their plaza right there. <laughs> and it's like, hey, but so, I mean, it, it, that's the awesome thing is that you t- you take a big old mariachi group, you show up there and uh, you're going to get a crowd no matter what because it's just like, what? this here in the middle of dunkashen no i'm just kidding <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but it's it's just there but yeah that's that's cool i mean hopefully one of these one of these days let's hope we'll keep our fingers crossed we get to do another experience like that well hopefully, maybe we'll take euphoria yeah. over there sometime. So no? with
4: mariachi mestizo <laughs> me and javier we went to china for a um was it a international music festival <laughs> so if carol robertson happens to hear this <laughs> euphoria is available to go back
5: hey 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 <laughs> hi, carol. hi carol make it all collab and make a thing hey well, you like euphoria divino right <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we're gonna go represent new mexico yeah, gonna, nah? yeah
4: because <laughs> zhang Zheiji is actually sister cities to santa fe new mexico there you go so, we're available there's that plug right there girl
1: <laughs> <laughs> vicente how did you start with the with accordion when did you start? How old were you? What were your influences? Talk to us.
6: Uh, well, I was. I think my first recording. I was probably like six or seven. I had a little toy one. I had a little toy one, and I just always like like loved it, you know what I mean? And I just always liked it, and that kind of that kind of went to. Crap you it, like, huh? yeah, what did you get at the border? Yeah. Yeah. No, the last time we went, we saw them. Huh? I am. <laughs>
4: Be shy, Vicente. <laughs>
6: now, now he's shy. <laughs> now he's shy. And then, um, yeah, the that kind of just went to crap, and just, and you know, I lost that, and then I didn't know where to get them. You know what I mean? I didn't know where recordings came from, and my my thing I had in my head they came from Mexico. So I was like, well, when am I ever gonna go to Mexico to get one? And you know, we didn't have the internet or nothing like that, so I didn't know how to look it up or or whatever. You know what I mean? And then um, Amazon. <laughs>
1: oh, <sí>. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon. How old are you? He's the uh, baby. He, he's by twenty-nine. Well, both no, no I'm the, they're,
6: no, they're no, I'm the, the baby. Same age. Oh, he's, he's the baby. older yeah, than me. I'm older than he's him. He's
1: barely gonna so be twenty-nine. So Amazon was around when huh? you were chiquito. There was no, no well, Amazon. The nineties, you know, <laughs> the, the
6: 90s, you know the, that was in the nineties. So like one year, my dad, I think, I, how old was I? Um, what was I like? Ten or eleven, I think. My dad finally like went to Mexico for like the first time. Nice. And um, I don't know, it was just weird, like, because um, at the time, it was only a two-bedroom house, and it was me and my brother, we slept on bunk beds, and my sister slept in a bed together. And so, like, the way it was, like, my dad and parents had their room, and then, like, when he would get ready, he'd come to our room because that's where we had everything, you know what I mean? Like, a comb and hairspray or whatever, and, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and I don't know. I don't know how, but I just, like, woke up, and my dad was there, like, combing his hair, getting ready to leave. And I just told him, I was like, hey, he was like, well, since you're going at some, can you bring me back an accordion? And he's like, Javier.
0: <laughs> Let's see. My dad was
6: my dad was like the real, like, macho, serious type, you know what I mean? And that was either yes or no. So it was you like, I just you didn't wait. know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. And then, um, and then I don't know why, I just had it in my head and I told him, well, see if they have a left-handed one. I want a left-handed one. Because, well, not in my head, but I am left left-handed and in some, in some instances no yeah. he's not it's in some, one, some instances yeah. like like i write with my right but i throw with my left so then yeah like my my dad finally came back after what was it like three weeks in mexico and he brought me back this little this little red accordion little and parrot. Yeah, those little—it's called a parrot. Yeah, little uh, parrot. I still and, have isn't it? Vincent. Yeah, I still have oh, it. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, I, I it's it's all beat up, but it's yeah. I won't. I won't let it go. And uh, that's amazing. Yeah, and he brought it back to me, and it was yeah, right handed, and I was like, damn it. You know what I mean? I was like, shit. <laughs> and then on, no, like, it was it was crazy because like the first time I like opened up the the box and everything, I was like, damn. I was like, this is cool. And then I like you know put it on, and I was like, what the hell did I get myself into? <laughs> you know what i mean and then no i just i just yeah because i would always see like because we get on the tv you know like on telemundo or whatever yeah. they would show like the like the famous people and all that <laughs> and, yeah the money and all that <laughs> stuff and i would be like there all mesmerized i was like i gotta do this right and so one year we got lucky and my mom bought us uh, bought us ipods she bought us ipods and then um uh, i might get herself uh Learned how to da- uh, like download all the music and everything. LimeWire, you know? <laughs> so I did that, and then like I would just listen to my iPod and pull the accordion out, and I would keep going through song through song until I found something that sounded like it. And once it sounded like it, I would try to play it, and I would just over and over and over and over again until finally like I would figure it out. I don't know how the how I did it, but I figured it out.
4: You're the real Dale Vicente. That's <laughs> an <laughs> amazing <laughs> story. Yeah. Is that he's all self taught.
1: Yeah, and I, he doesn't know how to read story. music. Yeah, I don't, he does everything by ear. Yeah, I don't know how to. I am like, yeah. just like, I love that story. That is such an intimate and such a yeah, beautiful story. You rapid. know, how it's just an amazing story, though, because it, it shows the passion of your instrument, your voice. And the fact that you recall that it was really what drove you to become yeah. the accordion player that you are, uh, so
4: accordion. it's
1: just a, it's an amazing thing and it's an amazing gift. The fact that your family had such an you know an impact on that memory for you yeah. is a it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing how did you play with any other groups besides euphoria i know you did but tell me your
6: time to shine now
1: (laughs) and then we're (laughs) gonna move on to joseph so so you better get ready joseph
6: (laughs) my first group i was uh it was just like a small like little norteño group and i did that for
2: talk about your talent show
6: yeah but we did (laughs) it was like it it was wrong it's not embarrassing it was just like messed up because <laughs> I'm, I'm over here with these grown ass men going to a fucking high school talent show it's just me with my fucking band <laughs> you know what I mean like the, yeah, they, they were like no I was what like what
4: was eight? your band name Norteño no, he,
6: <laughs> no he called it um, the bass player called it what was it uh, Oscuridad del Norte oh. yeah that's what he called it so then uh, Darkness Darkness <laughs> so, it was, and it was funny because I went to the dude that was, you know, having the talent show and I was like, hey, I was like, I want to be in the can talent show, but can I, can I, can my band play? And I was like, but they're older dudes. And he's like, well, I don't see a problem with it because you're, they're helping you out. And I was like, okay. So I did the talent show, and I we pretty much won it. Did you sing Tragos? No. It was, it was Mono Colorado we did. We did Mono Colorado, we won that shit.
1: Oh well, hell yeah. There you go.
6: And then after that, it kind of died. Proud of you. So then um, my brother uh, called me, and he's like, hey. He's like, this guy said he's looking for an according player. And I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm not doing shit. So... I went out to uh, to their practice and it was funny. It's way out there on um, in Albuquerque by the Route sixty six casino. Oh my God! Yeah, I was like way out there, and his road was called Lost Horizon. I was like, <laughs> son of a
1: bitch.
6: <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> yeah, so uh, went out to practice over there, and that's how my like my main group started.
1: Nice. I want to hear Joseph. I want to hear. Oh. Yeah, you're next. You're in the hot seat now, Joe. Joe, what's What's your question? So I want to (laughs) know. Tell me, what's your what's your influences? What's your upbringing? You've played with groups, I know, because like I I remember when you played with Gallos because you guys were like my favorite. I made Anthony take me every Friday so we could go dance, and I was like there. And you guys still remain my favorites. Like Phil is an amazing friend and everything and all of that, but you know, you and Matt. You guys just, like, have my heart. You guys are so amazing. But tell me how you began, Joseph. How did it begin for you?
2: Well, going back to the mariachi, I started at 7 down at the South, South Broadway. Um, middle, middle school, I started playing trumpet. About two, two and a half years. Got braces. I stopped that because it was a bitch. I, I <laughs> get hurt. <laughs> went back to my guitar. Graduated high school. Went to NMHU, Highlands. Um, started with their mariachi. They they weren't they weren't good. <laughs> You're just <laughs> but, like,
1: I wasn't there yet. Like yeah. They weren't there where I was at. It was like I a was total
2: at. downgrade. <laughs> and then I met uh, Martin Sena.
3: Mm, awesome
2: person. He had right. a, mariachi paisanos. Played with them for like, two oh, years. So amazing. And since him and Carlos Medina, they're, they're cousins.
0: Right.
2: So I started playing with Carlos. Because if you don't know, Christian Gutierrez was... They're all cousins. Right. Everybody from Vegas is cousins.
1: Todos son familia. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: So I was good friends with, with uh, Christian. He's like, oh, "Come play with us." So started playing with Carlos. Started, um, it was actually a f- little four-piece with Eddie Herrera. Oh
1: wow. And Amazing. then
2: for some reason, I, I just took over.
1: I remember that. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. Wow.
2: So play at uh, the the Spick and Span. So Band. we
1: had yep. we started with Eddie Damian, right? This the same Eddie. It's the same Eddie, so that's from so Spanish. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So cool. Okay. Sorry.
2: And then um, Christian, he, he left to college. He went to Las Cruces. And then that's where Matt took over. And then I didn't I did not know how to play guitarron, But he was like, Well, learn guitarrón while Christian's departure. And I just learned the the basics. Doom 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 doom. I didn't have the, the full runs. Um and then I just I just took it heavy. I, I just locked myself in... T- in my room for two weeks, learn guitar run.
1: Damn, are you serious? I'm self-taught. Two weeks? Roughly. <laughs> oh, shit. No, I'm oh shit. I'm just kidding.
3: He came out all His Yeah, and dun,
6: dun.
2: that's where we turn into uh, the, <laughs> the, the, the guys that you know and love.
1: Damn. Yeah, shout
2: she- out to M- Matt Martinez. You know, yep. I,
1: I believe it. The, your dedication is very evident in just the person that you are. And so <laughs> two weeks is like not that long. Yeah. But you just can't. Wow. And then
2: um, there's, there's a gig in Colorado. I learned bass in in about a week. That's, like ba- like so bass, bass. So that's when you
1: know it's in your blood. Or <laughs> Do you have anybody in your family that it, are musicians that you...
2: I'm the one and only.
1: Really? Yep. Totally cool. So you played of course with um Carlos Merina. but yeah. and then and after Carlos you started playing with No, Luba I actually Foglio? like
2: stopped playing cuz I I got, I got a job.
1: Yeah.
6: I got a, <sighs> I got a job.
2: I got a job. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I I kind of I guess quote unquote retired for a year. Right. And then Joanna some, somehow found me. She's like, "Can you play guitar on? I know you play guitar on." I'm like,
6: Sure.
2: Yeah, those are some stories. Man. Yeah, how we? And then, so not, like,
6: and, and then like I started amazing,
1: An amazing individual. Yeah. She is a dynamite. That's,
6: she's, that's she's, why is, we're here. Yeah. So she, she's uh, a like.
4: Marta. We met at, in Mariachi Capital with the Capital High School Mariachi. I wasn't in high school yet, but I started playing with them. And um, we had a teacher, our director back then. I'm not going to say his name. But, um, you know, I always wanted to sing. But I played violin at the time. Mm. And I would say, can I sing a song? And I was very, very shy back in those days. And he said, no, you're a violin player.
3: Oh my God. And
4: Joanna, <laughs> she used to be a singer. And he, she used to say, I want to learn how to play guitar.
3: Uh-huh. And he would say, uh-huh. no,
4: you're a singer. The same with Javier, who, cool. played with us, who plays with us now. He wanted to play guitar, vihuela, And he would say, no, you guys are singers. And we went on like that for many years until we all graduated high school, until me and Joanna started Mariachi Buenaventura. She actually stole a guitar book from our music (laughs) teacher. And she taught herself how to play guitar and vihuela. She taught herself because she's like, I don't want to just be a singer, I want to be a musician. Because there's a difference between just being a singer and a musician, right? And, um, you know... The same, I asked Javi, I said, Javi, I want to sing. Can you teach me how to sing? Because Javi's a very good singer as well. And he took me to a gymnasium at Connie Elementary. And he was like, go stand on the other side. I want to hear you. (laughs) And I would sing at at the end of the gymnasium. And he would, louder, louder, I can't hear you. Use your diaphragm. And, And that's pretty much how we got started. You know, just, and like I said, she's a fighter. She always wanted to learn
1: it's like you were outside but and we said we're gonna edit it but like I just I, I love your your talent your zest your determination and I just think like for me like because I'm a woman I always look at these women that are just fucking chingonas that are like coming out being who they are standing up for who they are not afraid to back down from who they are and you know that it's just shown and you know like it's a, it's in something for women and young girls to look up to and say, wow, you know what I mean? Like, I can tell yeah. you right now, um, watching she's even the Facebook stuff that you guys have been doing, and my daughter, you see, she's just like staring at you because she just loves music. And she sees you guys doing what you're doing, and it's an inspiration for her to continue to do what she wants to aspire to do. And it's such a beautiful thing, You guys also mentor youth, is that correct? I was hearing that earlier. You guys actually have a group, a youth group that you guys mentor? Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. Um, I'm interested.
4: Well, when I grew up, I started in elementary school at Connie Elementary under Mr. Ernest Gonzalez. Um, He's pretty well known in the community in Santa Fe. And um, I played with him for many years until I moved on to high school groups and we started professional groups And he passed away last September. But before he passed away two years prior, my son, Andy, who's 11 years old now, he started playing with his group. Oh, wow. So he had kept his group all these whole years, you know. And so I got back with Mr. Gonzalez. And of course, Mr. Gonzalez doesn't let you go off easy. You know, I would want to go and watch my son learn how to play. And he's like, come over here and help. (laughs) So I would go and help. And I ended up just always helping them. And when he passed away, um, another um, director of the mariachi, uh, Miss Mary Helen Kelty, she asked if we would want to take over the group. And without hesitation, I was like, of course. He did this for me, and he's done it for so many other musicians. Like, of course. That's amazing. um, So we took it over in September. And with COVID, it's been pretty hard, you know, online. We finally started having... Online?
1: Are you guys doing it like Zoom? We
4: did it on Zoom (gasps) for very... since September. Oh my god! We started online classes. It was pretty hard, but we have kids who are like super determined and motivated and they would show up every Monday. And we just started live classes I think we had our third one this last Monday.
1: Explain a yeah, little bit more. Do you guys do private, like how, how does this how is it conducted? or how So it's
4: um, actually through the public schools,-huh. And we were based out of Milagro middle School. Okay. but it's open to all public schools. Mm-hmm. So we have kids from, from everywhere from all the schools, <laughs> even outside of the schools. Um, this is neat. So we have ages eight through 21. Dang. Yeah. Totally cool.
1: So, are you guys teaching instrumentation? What is it exactly?
4: So, we have mostly right now we have guitar, vihuela, guitaron, and violin. We don't have any trumpet players yet because those are Uh hard to come by. Right. Um, And so, right now we're just, you know, they just started their lessons in learning how to play sones. So, they're learning their first son. Yeah. That's totally cool. They have a pretty good repertoire. So they have like about an hour and a half a worth of songs. Yeah.
1: yeah. Wow. So like, you know, that's that's just an amazing thing, the fact that you guys are not just performers, but you're giving back and helping the youth to continue this tradition of music, especially with mariachi. It's mariachi.
4: Yeah. So they, re- they were known as mariachi conquistador, Wow. And we just recently changed our name to Mariachi Milagro de Ernesto Gonzalez.
1: Oh, that's awesome. So that's
4: our group right now. Tell me,
1: how, Joanna, did you start with music? I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, no, me? me?
5: Too. <laughs> no, just, um, well, I always liked music and I always liked singing. Like I remember when I was in junior high, I remember they had told me there was a mariachi group in junior high. And I guess once I got there, that's when the program ended. So I was like, ooh forget it. <laughs> I looked out and then I, I wanted to join choir there too. And then that, that program also, also ended as well. So all of junior high, I was just like, well, whatever. I, I didn't get a chance to really do anything. And then, um, my mom, she bought me a guitar and, and she had a cousin that was in a band and she's like, well, I can take you to my cousin and maybe he can show you how to play guitar. And I was like, I think I was like mm, 12 or 13. And so he, she took me over there, and I, I don't know. I mean, when you don't play an instrument and you pick it up for the first time, I just thought it was going to be like cake, like you're just going to learn it or something. And so she took me over there to her cousin's house to try to show me, and... um i was like crap this sucks (laughs) i was like my fingers hurt i don't want to do this no more or nothing and i was like damn it why did i get into this or something so like i got the guitar that she had just bought me and i left it under the bed forever i just left it there and i didn't even go back to lessons or nothing (laughs) seriously and then when i got into ninth grade finally um i joined choir and stuff like that and I, i loved singing and stuff so i joined choir and all that and i was all into it and things like that and then um I didn't know they had a mariachi program at the school because I remember I, I went to talk to the counselor and I said I want to get into mariachi and they're like we we don't have a mariachi here at Capital High School and I was like oh thought you did well must be wrong whatever <laughs> so I so I just let it go and I just stayed in choir and then um this girl that I had known since elementary she one day signed up for choir and she comes in and I'm like hey how's it going you know because I didn't really like hang with a lot of people in choir and then so when she came in I was like oh I've known her forever since elementary. So we sat together and we started talking and stuff. And she's like, yeah, I have to go to mariachi after lunch. I was all, what? What? And she's like, yeah. I was all, what mariachi? She's like, mariachi class. I was like, Duh. what mariachi class? They said there's none. She's like, well, there is. And I was like, hell no. So like lunch came around and I, I went over there to the counselor's office. I was you like, lied. you didn't <laughs> you lied, to right you lied now, to you me. Liar. So like I, I got it changed that very afternoon. And, and it was funny because I was like so excited. She changed my schedule. I was so excited. I got there before, like way before class started. I was just sitting in there, like, I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> and I remember that girl. She walked in. She's like, "What are you doing in here?" I was like, "I'm in mariachi." <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. So uh-huh. when I was again. like 14, that's when I started getting into it more. That's and then amazing with that group, with that with that group in school. I just kind of sang. I didn't really pick up the guitar for like a long time. Still, probably not until I was like almost a senior, which I was, like, already 18. I still didn't even really play guitar so or anything. Yeah. I kind of started getting into it, and I asked the mariachi teacher if he would show me how to play, but he's just like, well, you sing, you know, you're doing good singing. Just just sing. And I was like, well, I want to play the guitar, damn it. <laughs> so, I stole, <laughs> so I stole a book from his, from his his from his room, like a guitar book, and I just started just learning chords out of the book and just getting into it little by little. I really didn't know any of the strums, any of the mariachi stuff, nothing really. I just... Was playing chords, messing around with them, strumming them, and stuff. And that's kind of how I got into it. But it wasn't till I was like, like nineteen or twenty, when I till I actually started learning the guitar a lot better and stuff. And then um, singing more, learning the guitar more. And then we were in a youth group for a while. Mm-hmm. And um, me and Megan were in the youth group, and that was outside of the school. We were in the youth group for a little bit, and I didn't play a lot. I played guitar by that time. I kind of knew how to play guitar guitar I could play rancheras and chords and stuff I didn't know a lot I didn't I wasn't all that good at it and um I'd ask the guy that was helping out like to show me some stuff but it seemed like he used to cater to the boys a lot and like I was always just kind of like eh, whatever so I just said ah, eh, whatever to them too so whatever <laughs> I just kind of practiced on my own and then um it wasn't until we left that group and then I didn't have a choice but to like learn like really well because I was the only one playing guitar and um we couldn't find anybody to play when when me and Megan started the all female group, we couldn't find anybody to play, um we couldn't find anybody to play viola. We didn't know any girls that played vihuela at all. Like none. And I was playing guitar, so we're like, Well, I don't know, what are we gonna do? And then one day we went to practice at one of the members' house and we saw an old picture of her and there was a girl in the picture standing there in her mariachi suit and she was holding a guitar. And we're like, Well, who's that girl? They're like, Well, this is so and so we'll I was like, well, why haven't you called her up? Let's bring her. Yeah. I was like, they're like, but we already have a guitar. I was like, who cares? I'll I'll, I'll learn vihuela. If she's doing guitar, screw it. I've never picked up a vihuela in my life, but I'll learn it. So it's not too different, but I mean, it's a change. So she came and we like, you know, we auditioned her a little bit and she came in. And that day I had to get thrown on the vihuela and I didn't have one. It was Megan's dad who let me a vihuela mm-hmm. to like just mess around with in the beginning. So. And then after that, I just stayed stuck with the viuela for a long time.
1: <laughs> so.
2: And she's an awesome viuela player. Like,
1: hey, hey, hey. Being my pareja, my my partner <laughs> right. in crime. She's awesome. All right. So Megan, I want you to tell me about how you started in music, and I want to know your influences. So I know earlier we were you were saying your dad was in music. So
4: talk to me, girl. Tell me. All right. Tell me all about your history. So, my family is from Taos, New Mexico. Taos
2: in the house. We're
4: we're, we're very talented up north. (laughs) And, you know, my whole family plays. My whole family. My dad plays. Mm -hmm. My Mm -hmm. gramita. She plays guitar. She writes music. She's a little shy nowadays, along with her sister. Just everybody in my family plays. My cousin Russell, he plays for Darren Cordova. Um, Bobby Espinosa plays in Albuquerque we we just have a huge family of musicians but um, when I was little it was I was probably 8 years old Mm -hmm. I found a tape you know the good old fashioned tapes (laughs) Um, and I put it in the radio and I played it and I heard the most beautiful sound Uh I had ever heard in my life and now I know back then I didn't know it was a Sparks. Aww. And I would put on my little dress, and I would dance in the living room, and I remember telling my dad, like, oh, my God, I love this music. I love it, I love it, I love it. So he would dress me up, and he taught me how to sing Yandale and Frijolitos Pintos, <laughs> like those songs. And then when I was uh, in third grade, my principal, which was Mr. Ernest Gonzalez, as we mentioned, told me to join the mariachi. And I was pissed. I did not want to play the guitar. The guitar was for boys. Total Selena moment. I was like, I'm not playing this guitar. It's for boys. I would go to practice. I would cry. I would seriously cry. I would be furious that I was in that class playing this music that I didn't care about. You know, playing the guitar, a boy instrument. And then, I, you know, I would listen because I was... Believe it or not, I was really a good student in that time.
3: (laughs) And I would listen.
4: (laughs) I would listen. And um, I would just do what the teacher told me. But I could hear the changes. Like, I understood the music. So Mr. Gonzalez was like, hey, can I take this girl to a mariachi conference in Tucson, Arizona? And I was only nine years old. And he took me. I had no idea really what was going on or anything. And that's where I saw my first female mariachi group mariachi reina de los angeles and i just remember thinking, no (laughs) for real i was like it's Uh, the prettiest prettiest
2: who brought this (laughs) guy
4: (laughs) they were so pretty they were so pretty and so talented and so cool and at that moment i was like wow i'm doing that for the rest of my life let's go be me and i never stopped that's I bought a, That's My dad got ass. me a go kart when I was 12 years old. <laughs> uh, and, and I said, I don't want this. I want to learn to play the violin. So, can That's we sell this go kart right? so I can make enough money to buy a violin? So, we sold the go kart. I bought my violin and I still play that violin to this day.
1: That is amazing. That's the
4: yeah. Girl, mm-hmm. That's I sick. won't change it. That's cool. I won't change it. I even fell down one time at a gig <laughs> and I broke it. I broke Bro, it. <laughs> she I sat tripped. on it. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I bet you that video's on YouTube somewhere. When I tripped, I fell and I broke that violin girl and I falls cried. On, girl sits on violin. I <clears throat> cried, but I fixed it and I still play that violin. Mm-hmm. So there. <laughs> so
6: there. Toma. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a face that had missing
1: teeth. I'm ready to play. <laughs>
4: it's all pala but I still play that. That's all
1: right. That's amazing. I love that. I love it.
6: That's cool. You got to go to that conference. I went At, at that, that age? Since.
4: Yeah. Tucson, that's
1: the, that's the mother conference.
6: That's, that's,
4: that's yeah. bad. Yeah, you don't get bigger than that. I was all there with the old
1: ass TV. Telefoto. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Gianni, can I Take Let's talk about those conferences because those conferences are pretty They're hardcore. Mm-hmm. And those maestros don't. Like mess around or like i I totally remember this, like going to the conferences and like sitting there and and the the women would come in, and there was like, Away oh! from you. you know what I mean, and like the maestro would chop them down, and then there was the little the little girls that would go in and they would like do their thing, and they would like uplift them, mm-hmm. you know, and it was so amazing to see the way that like the maestros kind of mentored to these girls, to these women, to these men, to these boys, whatever it was that were doing vocal year or, or whatever, because I was in the vocal thing. And it was just amazing to see the mentorship of how it happened, but it was so strict. The one conference that I think I got a lot out of was with Mariachi Cobre, personally. Like, Steve I I mean, Carillo. Steve Carrillo's fucking <laughs> bad. I was sitting there and just tripping out on his vocal ability, oh, wow. just the range, the, the, just the way he could use his voice. Mm-hmm. It was. That's just, where I learned most technique from yeah, taking his honestly, voice yeah. classes. Yeah, no, yeah. for real. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because yeah, they were amazing. Like vocally, like I know, okay. like I could, like Maria, like guitar, or trompeta, or guitaron, or whatever else it was. It was. You know, there's class, but I went into the vocal class because that's what I did. And it was just an amazing experience for me with Steve Carrillo because that amazing ability with his vocals mm-hmm. was just like nothing else. But yeah. he really did, like, mentor a lot of women, a lot of girls in that time where I was. It was mostly women for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see a lot of you guys in there. The yeah. <laughs> time, <yeah. laughs> it's like there was a few, you know, but... It was just an amazing thing to watch how he would like deliver that and, yeah. and explain that or whatever. But um, a struggle. What are one of the things that have been a struggle for Grupo Euphoria, starting off in New Mexico music? I know with Divino, and I'll start off with this, it, it's difficult because we don't play the typical type of music that you hear through New Mexico. And I know that we have an advantage because like we do songs that are a little more mariachi but we don't we're not a traditional mariachi by means we don't have the trombeta we don't have the we have the guitarron that kind of gives us a little bit of you know a little bit of lead but we don't have the traditional sound but what are some of the things with your group have you found a little bit difficult or a little bit disheartening, or hard to kind of go by. So, just talk to me a little bit about what are the things that have been a little bit more of a struggle for you guys as a grupo. Um.
5: Well, I don't know. We we've had to change like our identity in a way because like there's um, I mean we we've had some comments, like well not comments directly at us, but people say like you're not a hundred percent mariachi or you're not not a mariachi or quartet or whatever if you're this and this if if, if you're doing this and this and this you're definitely not mariachi i mean we have a lot of the mariachi elements but um they they don't they they say that we're kind of a i don't know how do you say it like a farce in a way because we're not being 100 percent mariachi and then um we we have the accordion of course which makes gives it more of a norteño sound um so but we're also not Norteño, like I mean the Norteño band could listen to us and be like, you guys are not Norteño, that's not Norteño or whatever. So we've kind of had to come up with our own identity, which we kind of call ourselves a mariachi Norteño fusion. So um, so now, because we call ourselves that, we're open to everything. We can do whatever we want and we don't have to be stuck to anybody's, anybody's crap. <laughs> we don't have to be stuck only in mariachi, which I mean, of course we all love it. We love it, that's what we all started in, and that's what we all originally do. But we're not stuck there. We can throw in some norteño jams. We can throw in other jams. You know what I mean. And then also, we're not a hundred percent norteño. We can throw in shoot if we wanted to play a wapango or a son. Well, heck yeah, we'll play a wapango or a son or something. Not in wapango of the norteño sense, like a Huasteca wapango. Nor- <laughs> but I mean, like that. But um, that's the kind of stuff that we can do. I think the thing that I I'm. I really love about this group is that we are free to do whatever we want now because we came up with our own identity and we call ourselves a mariachi-noteño fusion. We're something else. We're not in this box and we're not in that box. We're making our own box. And now if we want to throw in an oldie, if we want to throw in a little bit of country, if we want to throw in a cumbia, whatever, well, nobody can tell us nothing because they'll say, well, that's not. You know, 100 percent mariachi, but it's okay because we're we, right. We're right. We ain't 100 percent mariachi, you're, you're not 100 percent argentina. that's right. We ain't that either. <laughs> so, I think that's that's the one thing I really love about us, and and it was a little bit of a, I guess. Well, I, I don't want to say a struggle, but it was something that we did have to find, just making our own little identity. Trying to figure out, what, figure out trying. what the heck we are. You know what I mean? And
2: still another identity crisis, like we, the girl, the girls, they, they still consider them mariachi Buenaventura.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We did get yeah. a lot of struggle too um, with just like past members that we used to play with. You know, like some people not accepting the fact that we didn't want to play just mariachi anymore. So unfortunately, we did, you know, encounter, you know, lost compañeros, compañeras to that. So that was a pretty big struggle. Like, in my sense, I struggled a lot with that, you know, just losing, you know, friendships or or people you've made bonds with through the music just because you didn't want to do 100% mariachi anymore or, you know, stuff like that. So that was, you know, when you want to say you want to do something different out of the box, some people don't want to accept that fact.
1: It's really difficult because you said, well, I love that you said that, first of all, because I think as New Mexicans, New Mexico music, sometimes we stay redundant mm-hmm. and we stay inside that box. What I love about your group is the fact that you guys push outside those borders and you're not you're not afraid to push into all type of genres of music. And that makes you versatile where you can play for a wedding you can play for a show Mm -hmm. and still keep people very entertained sometimes you can go over there and do certain songs and people are just like okay it's traditional whatever but you still like i said before maria um you guys do um tennessee whiskey you guys do oldies you guys do whatever you do you keep people engaged in different ways kind of like kind of like what we do in grupo divino But you guys are just so amazing at what you guys do. You guys keep people engaged in that way that it's a little intimidating for people because I really feel and it's just where I've gotten like with with Cultura when we had that group and people expect that, you know, your whatever you play your music, your plug in, whatever. But people get used to that, and you do kind of start doing something different. People are kind of like, wait, what what happened? What just happened? The shift happened. And you do that, and it takes people – you get new fans, you get new listeners, you get new admirers, and it builds from that. Mm -hmm. So it builds from where you were, but not only that, the admiration kind of builds from that. And sometimes people are a little intimidated from where you were to where you're headed. And I think like with Grupo Euphoria, you guys have kind of surpassed that place where you've broken boundaries and it, it it speaks for itself. Like your music is so amazing. You guys are so amazing at what you do. It's a little intimidating for some people. And I think that it's a new sound and it's a new way to break through the music in New Mexico. And because it's new, it's new ground that you guys are stomping on and it's new place where you guys are at. And it makes people go... Wow. You know what I mean? Like, that's different. Tennessee Whiskey with Mariachi, you know, that's that's something so different. That's something so an accordion accompanying the song. It just makes people listen and it puts you guys in a new perspective, New Mexico. And it's not easy to do in New Mexico music because we're redundant. I'm just going to say it. Sometimes we stay in the same circle and we think if we do Flor de las Flores 500 times, it's going to be okay. Sometimes it's not okay. Sometimes we need to break outside that board. I like that before that we were talking about songs that are done, songs that are are done in, in Mexico that are amazing, beautiful songs that are redone here. That just don't give it justice because it's redundant, it's redundant, it's redundant, it's redundant, redundant, redundant. And yet we think we're gonna get somewhere with it and we don't, and that's because of the reason why. You know what I mean? Like it it I want you guys to kinda talk to me a little bit about what your future expectations, your future goals are with the music, what you guys ex- you know, what what is it your vision is for Grupo Euphoria? I guess is what I'm trying to get at.
4: Well, like what I think is, you know, being a mariachi, you play for so many types of people. You know, we we like to say, and I'm just gonna say it, you know, we either play for the gabachos, we play for the 505s, we say, or we fa- play for the paisas, the, which are mexicanos. 505s are chicanos, you know. The gabachos are the oh, gringos. We have our, we have our three main and they're like, so Ole!
1: Yes, the Ole's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. The, the margaritas. The
6: what do you, you call that thing? Celito lindo. Box. Can you play some celito lindo? And
4: because we play, you know, so. Being a mariachi, I mean, some people don't understand the kind of repertoire we have to have. Because being a mariachi, we don't get to just have to have, like, we don't have our set lists. We don't have set lists. That's it. You just have to know the music that the people want. You're like a uh, walking, what is it called? Jukebox. jukebox. <laughs> you're walking so jukebox. So when you get, when, like when you say, I say, Joanna, who are we playing for? 505s, Paisas, or what are we doing? For
1: and she'll Galatas. say
4: Paisas. Okay, you kind of have an, an example. know come out with. Okay, you <laughs> get to the gig, you have no idea what you're going to play until the people ask for what you, they want you to play. And that's just how you do it. You just have to know the music, that they ask for. There's no going around it. So, like, in that sense, we know a lot of repertoire. So with this group, we can incorporate country. We can incorporate traditional Mexican music. We can incorporate traditional um, New Mexican music. And I think we've gotten a lot of um, heat (laughs) because we have thrown out some of our traditional Mexican music. And we get a lot of uh, comments saying, you know, that's not New Mexican music. Well, what defines that? That's my question. What really defines New Mexican music? We're all born and raised in New Mexico. And we're all doing our thing. We can throw down Flor de las Flores for days. We can throw down Volver, Volver. But if we play, you know... (laughs) Chaparra de mi amor.
2: That's the word. <one>. You know?
4: <laughs> the, the, why does that not make us New Mexican all of a sudden? The y'all. funny why? thing is we
5: asked somebody because they said that's not New Mexican music. We're, we're like, well, what, what defines New Mexican music? Like, is there a certain song or a certain thing? And they're like, it doesn't have the, what did they say? The, the, oh, the corning sounds funny. No, they said it, it doesn't have the yeah. the tu And in my head, I didn't want to <laughs> answer back because I didn't want to be a jerk. But I was thinking, I was like, wow, that's pretty insulting to every New Mexican Musician, if all you got going for you is the tu tu tu, I was all, what exactly is the tu tu tu? I was all, that's what makes New Mexican music. Tu-tu-tu-tu. I was all, I don't think you even know what the heck you you're tu-tu-tu. talking about. I
0: I'm
5: like, we all
6: tu tu tu. What are you talking about? The best of my tu tu tu. Yeah.
5: because we asked, we're like, what what defines it? And they're like, it doesn't have the tu tu tu. Or like,
4: well, I mean, if we really wanted, if we really wanted to get, you know. Technical. Technical. technical with well, that mariachi <laughs> is not even new mexican music mariachi it's, was originated in guadalajara jalisco mexico yeah. that's so mexican. so how can you um you know judge um and i quote mexican sounding song compared to why why is it okay for a mariachi song to be played exactly. because that's not new mexican that's mariachi is mexican Mariachi, okay? Wh- why one of the <laughs> things that I always get pissed off with is when you get
1: a New Mex a New Mexican listener that says why are you playing that Mexican shit. And I'm mm-hmm. like that's what we are. You know, in that's reality what that's what we are. Mm-hmm.
6: <laughs> You're just putting your twist to it. And it, and
1: we've hap- that's happened to us before with Grupo Divino where we've been doing a song. I don't know, some mariachi song, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And they're like, that's not like New Mexico. Well, what is New Mexican really? Because a lot of songs have already been redone over, from Mexico over. or whatever. Yeah. It, it, you're, okay, some people think they rode in on the horse from Spain, but that's not the reality. <laughs> no. That's not the reality. <laughs> yeah. So we, we kind of are, are already enmeshed. And our music really was adopted from Mexico. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's who we are.
4: Well, I, I like to say when that, when we got like comments like that, you know, let's really think about it all the songs that we hear from different bands or on the radio or whatever, what percentage of those songs are actually originally made from New Mexico? New Mexico. I think you'll get like, lot. what, 7%, 10% Maybe. of the songs? Yeah, yeah, um, Maybe. Like, Maybe. I'm being nice. Maybe. Original songs. Yeah. That are original yeah. songs that were written here by New Mexican artists that are played on the radio. 10%. All the rest of those songs, I hope that people would understand our Ooh, Mexican songs yeah, and been where been their, their remix and where their
1: actual ancestry <laughs> does from. come from. Yeah. You know, before we pull out the bias and the prejudices mm. and like all of that, realize where the music actually came from. Yeah. Because the music didn't come a lot of times from New Mexico. I think that's the hang up that we have in New Mexico music is the fact that they don't give and let's talk about not just continuing to the tradition of who we are, but the fact that we're not able to evolve from, new, from original music anymore. A lot of other places are able to do original music and bring forward this music that's original and get a Latin Grammy. But New Mexico music is stuck in this circle of Let's redo these songs and see oh where God, we get. Like and we're we're redundant in a, a repertoire. Exactly. And it's like, how many times can the song in be 20 redone? 20 but until the 20. bigger people and the bigger stations start to realize, realize that and see that, we're not going to be able to break outside of the box. So how do we do that as New Mexico artists and New Mexico musicians? And I ask this to you guys because you guys are on the same page as far as like even if us as divino how do we break outside of that box how do we collaborate as new mexico musicians as new mexico artists as new mexico
4: aspiring artists to do that how do we do that by just having this conversation
6: yeah, try to be different try to be different and come out with something new and you know and we, we shouldn't we shouldn't hate on each other we're all in the same state like why are we gonna fight each other we should try to make new mexico look good instead of Trying to fight against each other, you know what I mean? There's no use for it. If you guys, if I see somebody do a good song, like I'm gonna tell them, "You guys are badass. You guys did good. Why am I gonna hate on you?"
1: And that's the problem that we have in New Mexico is that we do not encourage each other enough. Yeah, we don't give each other enough love. We're too busy in competition. I I think sometimes with each other. Yeah, we're in competition. You know, and it's like Why why? why? (laughs) <laughs> there's no reason there's no
3: reason
4: for it. No, like I said earlier, there's enough work. There is enough for everybody, for everybody you know. Some that's people like weird. the way yeah. you
6: play, some people like the way we play. You know what I mean? It's just it And is it's, what it is. and it is what it is, but yeah, we like, learned
4: at the end
1: of the at the end of the day to collaborate and to respect that. And I think that's the problem that we come across. I think even with like I even remember when I would do mariachi, like way back in the day, we would come up Cross these like La Gran Senora she would go out there with her and you had to like pay respect to her <laughs> because if not then oh my god you know and it me, cause she was like the name you know what I mean and it was kind of oh. like you were intimidated with that yeah. you know to do that but how is that mentoring the future to continue to do the tradition that we want to carry on we can't do that by having those biases by having those prejudices within our own people and that's a problem i think with maybe not just even new mexicans but as the gente you know what i mean as the uh, maybe even as a human race i don't know you know we just have to learn to be a little bit more compassionate with one another and kind of guide each other in that place which is what i love and i mean like that's one of the things that we talked about it, is the fact that you guys mentor young children to continue mm-hmm. to do that. And that's really a big key for us to continue to do what we do. One of the things that had come out, how old is Jojo? Like 10, 9? Nine? 9 years ago, George, Grie- George Griego, and I'm trying to remember who else. It was a few people had come together and said, what if we did a mariachi, like mariachi espectacular, where you got all these kids together, you got all these people together and we preserved the New Mexico music and we mentored them. We brought them in with bass. We brought them in with guitar, keyboard, guitarron whatever it was. And we did a workshop. You know how the mm-hmm. spectacular, whatever, how they go, the workshops. And then at the end, we did a big banquet and we did all of this and we mentored these kids. I still think that's a good idea. I mean, despite the fact that we're in COVID, mm-hmm. it's a good idea because it's a good way for us to grow from where we are to inspire the kids to become something and to preserve who the culture, to preserve the music. But it, it's difficult because we do have to overcome some biases and stuff like that. Yeah. So... Tell me about some future endeavors and things that Grupo Reforia has happening in the next year, 2021, 2022.
2: Depends on COVID.
1: (laughs) I get it. I get it. But tell me some stuff that you guys are looking forward to doing. What what are you guys what's your what's your goal?
2: First off, we wanted to start off with fiestas. Like that's
1: Tell me why Joseph.
3: Um,
2: they're fun. Yeah, they're fun. <laughs> well, first off, they are <laughs> they're, they're fun. Food, and like, <laughs> you know, all that good stuff, but it's just... I
6: want a funnel cake. <laughs> I'm
1: so sad. I miss funnel cake.
2: <laughs> no, it just brings, it just it brings everybody together. Yeah, I love
1: that. That's, yeah. The unity of the people.
5: Well, that's where that's where you get a lot of recognition, too. I've noticed, like, that, that, fiestas. No. Everybody... Well, everybody goes to fiestas, so... Yeah. If you're at fiestas, it's like, oh, yeah. Was, oh, yeah you see you everybody. There, I saw you guys yeah. at fiestas. I remember, yeah. You, and, well, I mean... Hopefully fiestas will all come back and we'll all get to go and I just,
3: well,
4: hopefully hopefully the fiestas will will want us there and and back pay not us not they will. what we deserve for it. Oh, Ooh, <laughs> that's girl. another thing yeah. edit edit <laughs> no, <laughs> no don't edit that no, no. you know the for the fiestas don't edit they bring in other groups from out of state and oh, they true. pay them big bucks but then all kinds our, of
6: our, Well, i
2: remember at a at our, fiestas our, our they had groups, a freaking they try to uh, give
4: us you know conjunto, like, well maybe we'll pay you this Sometimes
1: these groups are like, oh, yeah, it's a good weekend. There's a car show. There's this. There's this going on. And we're going to use it. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, what the fuck? You know what I mean? We're we're trying to do our thing as well. And you guys already contracted us. Or not contracted us, but you guys already promised us mm-hmm. this time. And now, all of a sudden, you guys move back. Just like a price. We're going to pay you, but oh, we'll pay these people, but we won't pay you. We want you to work off the door. Yeah, That's kind of shitty. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's another big hang-up that sometimes and us groups that have. That was
6: a lot with the clubs. Right. Because they would try to just pay us, you know, just a minimum. Yeah. And it was, I was like, no, dude, you know what we are worth. And, and you know what I mean? But that's just how he was. Though. Like, if you weren't, like, like, the big, big name, then he didn't want to pay. Right. It was just, just like that.
4: Yeah, it sucks yeah. when you're you're the local group, you're yeah. the local group right. from that place, but yet they can't give you the credit or the you know the pain that you
5: deserve. Yeah, or yeah. even Cause yeah, at least proud that people. you're that you're the local one. Like you'd think that they'd be trying to like. Promote you. Promote you more. Because be like, oh, you're from our hometown. or You're from, let's just say, Santa Fe or something. Let's, you know, like say even for Santa Fe Fiestas, it's like you ought to promote the ones from Santa Fe because it's the Santa Fe Fiestas. Right. But they won't. They'll have us playing on the corner somewhere. On the corner somewhere while they get other bands from out of
1: state that are not from Santa Fe. And they're the ones promoting the the Santa Fe Fiestas. And it's like, well. And And you think that's part of the problem that we have is that again like we can't promote our own people we can't support our own people we can't be true to our own people why you know yeah yeah totally definitely